Radio.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock the Dino 9, GameZilla. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the GameZilla Media Studios, my producer, co-host, man of the man of the hour, Butterboy! Man, I was really hoping we we I was really hoping Butterboy fell off without Miggy here. Butterboy, Butterboy, Butterboy. Man. I'm not even I'm not even the Butterboy until the bet comes true. Listen. The vision, I just the don't want to ever forget, so I've now I've now literally changed it in the document that says Butterboy Butter because I don't want to forget. It has to happen. Yeah. We need to make it real. Butterboy is your new persona. I live it. I embrace it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you are the Butter Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, I like hashtag Butterboy2020. We need to make that trend. We need, That needs to be trending. We need bumper with stickers. A, with a picture of Butterboy's face just plastered everywhere. I want like an Obama-esque poster where it just says butter instead of like hope or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Change. I just want to say butter. Man, uh, the right people are in the stream right now, live on Mixer, to make that happen. You know Paula that it's going to find its way into the Discord A lot of people now. don't know Paula Dean is a distant cousin of mine. Yeah, <laughs> that's not true. She's racist, so I don't want that to be true. <laughs> I was like, you, you, you can. Uh, that could be you, sure, if that's what you want. Dead eye Dean. <laughs> Dead eye Dean. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. Anyways, I have a bad. I have. I. I don't want to admit this to Miggy. I fixed it, Miggy. Don't worry. I fixed it. Never mind. I'm not going to admit anything to you. I definitely didn't screw up anything that you have over here. It's fixed. All right, anyways, welcome to episode 293 of the GameZilla podcast brought to you by our supporters at patreon.com backslash GameZilla Media. Go there today, start your patronage, and help by financially contributing to the life of GameZilla Media, and that includes supporting all of the podcasts on the GameZilla Media Network, available at GameZillaMedia.com. And uh, I know Craig WK, who is our our lord of the Patreon, who uh, puts in a lot of a lot of work to make sure that uh, there's great content up for everybody on there. He's got some new stuff new stuff brewing for 2020, so I'm just gonna leave it at that. I don't want to give away, you know, the cow. You know, you gotta buy it. You can't. You don't get the milk for free. That's how Patreon works. So there's some good stuff coming. But for right now, at the five dollar exclusive content level. Every single show on the GameZilla Media Network posts at least one bonus show per month not available on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, anywhere else. You can only get them on Patreon. And, uh, you know, there's there's some perks coming. Maybe uh, maybe you need to stay tuned. And don't forget, $1 a month is is the, the starting point, and every penny uh, helps a lot here at GameZilla. So if you have an extra buck a month you can spend, go ahead and spend it on your boys at GameZilla at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. All right, we got a couple uh, topics today. One, one is like our our big theme of this is being the last podcast for 2019 and ever. 
And ever. Uh, yeah, that 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 I think we've made clear to everybody that we're done after this show. We are not we're not cocky enough to ever assume we'll be back next week. Yeah, every show we do this just in case, you know, <laughs> just in case we, we get cut. Uh anyways, we do have uh for the for closing out 2019, we have a special episode. We did have one topic we wanted to cover first though, so let's just get into the news. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching GameZillaMedia.com. Downloading headlines. What about this monster story of yours? Download All right. Our only news topic before we move into our special uh, coverage of, of 2019. And it's the real reason we need more money on Patreon. It's the real reason, because we need to own this in the studio. And this is a rare Nintendo PlayStation prototype is going up for auction. Uh, it's the first time the prototype has been available at public auction. And, yeah, that's right. If you are not aware of it, Nintendo and PlayStation had uh, formed a deal, and they were actually trying to uh, work on video games together back in the day. Bef- and- this is before Sony went into business for themselves yeah. with the PlayStation. Anything. When Sony was trying to get into the video game industry, they were partnering with Nintendo for an add-on to the Super Nintendo. Yep. Yep. Called the Nintendo PlayStation. Yep, exactly, and that was in the uh, early '90s. So, but uh, that obviously didn't happen. If you uh, follow video games, and Deadite could give you a complete breakdown of of how that kind of went down. Mm-hmm. You want to go ahead and do that? Yeah. So, so it was very common. Uh, it's it still is common within the the tech industry, but for for components of uh, a video game system to be bid out to third parties for them to develop the technology. Essentially, Nintendo couldn't develop all the technology themselves. So when it came to looking for technology to want to add a disc disc based add on to the Super Nintendo. They were looking to partner with Sony, and they had a working relationship. Now, the exact details of this kind of escaped my mind, uh, so you, you can fact-check this a little bit. But I remember, I believe it was Sony wanted either a, a bigger cut or a royalty on every game sold using their their CDs. There, there was there was a financial reason that this didn't fall, this didn't go through, and Nintendo behind Sony's back teamed up with Philips, who is a much less uh, prominent. Technology manufacturer, but they were actually the original manufacturer of and creator of the CD. Uh, Nintendo also went behind Sony's back and worked with Philips at the same time, and then that's the reason the Sony deal fell through. They didn't want to work with Nintendo anymore after finding out Nintendo had gone into working with Philips. Philips actually supplied the disc drives for the GameCube later on and things like that. And Sony was like, well, if we know Nintendo, we're going to just go into game making game systems on our own. And that's how the PlayStation was born. So it's kind of interesting that had Nintendo made different plays back in the uh, back in the day, then the Sony PlayStation brand and competition could have never existed. But also Nintendo maybe would have changed greatly. We may have seen very different ways in hardware and the way games were developed for Nintendo systems. Yeah, I mean, who uh, that would... (laughs) The what ifs here, the what ifs for sure. When you think of the uh, the history that uh, Nintendo and PlayStation have had on their own, to fe- if they actually had managed to uh, team up, it would have been insane. But nonetheless, this thing is going up to auction, and uh, just to to kind of explain to you why we need the Patreon money, okay? Why it's so important that you guys support us. We need to buy this. Is, is that we need to buy this? We need to win this auction, and uh, the estimated range. Is going to be six figures 
um, for for this for this item is what they're saying. But just 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 uh, I think it's gonna be worse than that because the current owner turned down a one point two million dollar offer just recently on this device and is taking it to auction, which means he believes this person believes they can get more than uh, than one point two million. I don't know how many of these prototypes exist. It wasn't even discovered and made public until within the last five to ten years or so that Correct. that game fans even knew this thing existed. There might be one to three of these things in existence in the world. So yeah, it makes sense to a hardcore game collector to want this. Yeah, I can't imagine there's a ton of these and the fact that this one is in, you know, um, very good shape considering. Um, man. This is it's going to be wild. I'm interested to see what this sells for. I'm interested to see who, who as a collector and you know tries to grab this because that's the thing like this isn't something that just anybody's going to be able to grab. And so I'm wondering where it goes. You know who I want to buy it really bad just cuz it's inter- it'd be interesting to me. I want Phil Spencer to buy this. <laughs> I want the the head of Xbox to buy the Nintendo Sony hybrid system. <laughs> Yeah, because he's a game fan. He's an old school game fan. True, absolutely. Um, I would go with uh, Elon Musk because you love him. It's one thing to call me butter boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's one thing to constantly put me down about being bad at, bad at video games. I'll validate that later. It is another thing to say that I love Elon Musk, who is clearly a supervillain, who I do not. No, but I think uh, he'd be, he's that guy that like uh, you know probably could uh, could just pick this up and have fun with it. Who knows? Put it on. Put it. Put it inside of a uh, a Tesla. Shoot the Tesla to the moon. You know, just just for a gimmick. I don't like any of that. <laughs> yeah, all but, that is bad. Uh, so Heritage Auctions are going to be the they're going to be the ones um, doing the doing the auction. They've started video game collectibles back uh, in February 2019. So this is relatively new for them. Uh, but the video game stuff that they've done already, uh, super rare copy of Mega Man, which was sold for seventy five thousand dollars. Uh, most valuable sealed game at a sold auction. Hundreds of other games were sold at the time, too. Uh, Bubble Bobble Part 2, Super Mario Bros., and The Legend of Zelda for $19,200 each. And Mario Bros., uh, the, the rare Mario Bros., for $15,465.60. So this will definitely be their biggest video game auction out of everything. But they've already started uh, earlier this earlier this year to uh, to start doing this video game uh Retro collection crave uh, or craze, I should say. So, um, yeah, it, it goes up in March, correct? Yes. Yeah. So it's uh, early next year. The Nintendo PlayStation will certainly sell. Uh, look, there's something so fantastic about a super uh, or a classic Super Nintendo controller that instead of Nintendo, it says PlayStation on it, which yeah. is pretty wild. So yeah, that's the thing. This, as you can, if you're watching this live on Mixer dot slash Games Media, then you can see that this box is all decked out with the Sony and the PlayStation logo. Yet it is all Nintendo uh, Nintendo gear. So that's uh, pretty wild. Pretty cool. Anything else on this that you wanted to mention? This was more kind of your topic you wanted to reference. I just think it's cool. Yeah, in March we'll see. We'll uh, we'll have to pay attention and. We'll have to see when it happens in March. See if maybe we can, like, if it's live. Like, could we stream this and just not bid, but stream it and watch It'd be and watch so cool to do, like, a lot. Like, it'd be cool for us to just live stream and commentate on a video game auction. Yeah. I think that'd be really cool. 
I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to mark it down in our calendars and see if there's something that we can do. But anyways, <laughs> that's really cool to like you and I. <laughs> like I thought about. It, I was like, well, that's not cool. It's not cool at all. Yeah, but what if like we get in right away and we like make the uh, we make let's like we'll make one of the first like three a, bids, knowing yeah. that we'll lose, yeah. and then that way we can say Gamezilla actually tried to win this. Yeah, we bid on it. Yeah, the bidding's gonna start at a hundred grand. Yeah, but we bid a hundred grand because we know someone's gonna bid two hundred grand. I mean, if we bid a hundred grand, we know we can turn and burn this thing for a million. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If we win it for a hundred grand, there's someone in Norway that offered one point two million. We're about to crowdsource that hundred grand on the quick. Get, get on Patreon. That's right. Get ready, everybody. We're going. We're going to buy this together. All right. Anyways. That's our news topic this week. <laughs> there's no, there's no, no gaming news this time of yeah, the year. And this time of year, it's pretty much uh, quiet. So we wanted to transition into a um, a topic that we've done before, and uh, you know, we've had tis the season. It's the, tis the season. So we wanted to cover 2019 and talk about the best 25 games of 2019, according to Games Radar. Okay. Yeah, that's what we're gonna we're gonna pull from Games Radar uh, uh, this this time around. So, game of the year, Games Radar 2019, uh, the top 25. Let me see. Do they uh, do they explain anything here? Um, I'll I'll let you look at that. Now, this is something that this is Grim and I's second or third time. I feel like doing this because again, around around the turn of the new year, the news is pretty slow and. Uh, we like to reflect on looking at other people's opinions. There's some of these lists we've gone over have been bad. <laughs> like, oh, oh yeah. come on. Like, eh, it seems like it's overly biased. Like, sometimes uh, gaming journalism can seem overly biased in certain ways, uh, which we try really hard not to be, you know, just give our honest opinions as players. So uh, there may be points where we do a lot of eye rolling on this list, and we just hope that there is a logical top five. So there are 25 games on the list. Uh, each person that's part of Games Radar was able to vote on these games, uh, giving them a position from 1 to 25, which which converted to points. They took all of those, added them all up, and that's how they got their their list of, of in what order. Okay. Uh, I believe, actually, the, the list was originally 50 games, and then they just took the top 25 once it was all said and done. So there you go. Um we're gonna get we're gonna get into this. We're gonna talk about them, and then we may like depending again because you and I have not seen this list. When it's all said and done, I'm we both may have a couple games that were 2019 releases that that we're gonna add to this list because yeah. we you know we uh, feel they belong in the top 25. So starting at number 25, we have. Now I haven't looked at this list. Grimm's looked at a couple things, so just the first page. Okay, yeah, just to see, make sure that I figured off the first page. I could tell if I wanted to use this list or not. <laughs> Number twenty-five from the Coalition, Gears Five. So there you have it. Their their new open world element uh, with the newer upgrade system coming from the Coalition. It was a good game. Definitely would have been in my top twenty-five. Probably a lot higher for me, but um, the fact that it made the top twenty-five for twenty nineteen is good. Gears 5 was a lot of fun. You think that's fair? You don't feel like it's, it's underrated? I think it is. We, we'll have to wait and see what else is on the list. Yeah, I have to see what else is on the list. I think right now I would I would blindly say this is low for me, yeah. but but we'll we'll have to see how it goes. Number 24, The Division 2 by Ubisoft uh, and Massive Entertainment, the uh, sequel to The Division, which uh, really cleaned up every a lot of the little things and has been a great game and uh, for the for the fans of that open world shooter loot shooter uh, that um, to to fill their needs when Destiny hasn't been able to do it and, and others. So 
Um, top 25, yeah, I, I agree with it. Division 2 has been, I mean, we know plenty of people that all they do is play Division 2. So, um, yeah, I think this might be actually a little low for it. Hmm, okay. But we'll see. Not a game that necessarily grabbed me and I stayed with it, but overall, I think, uh, you know, definitely deserves to be for the year top 25. In, in my mind, that's about where I would think it to be. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. I just look at it in the Destiny-like genre. Like, if you thought, if Destiny was as good as Division 2, you wouldn't put it at 24. Because you actually like Destiny. That's true. So, like, I look at it that way, right? Is that I, Though I want that sci-fi shooter like Destiny to be Division 2 as far as, like, support and, mm-hmm. and and just works and it's actually it actually is a good game um you know that's that's my only thing is that yeah because it's more real lifestyle like i don't get into it as much but if this was if division two success was destiny i would and, and it was sitting here at number 24 i'd say it's too low um fire emblem three houses is number 23 uh from intelligent systems for the nintendo switch uh, your tactics game, school life management sim, um, spins a grand uh, spins a grand story of war, love, and loyalties. I've never been a Fire Emblem player. Um, I always feel like the characters seem cool to me, but I like tactics style mm-hmm. game is not my type of game, and so I've heard it's good. I've I've watched some streams of this game, and I the, all the people that I've talked to. Uh, have said that as far as a Fire Emblem go, game goes, this one is absolutely excellent. And there's a lot of uh, Switch owners that are into this that that's their game of the year. Okay. So yeah. uh, for me, for me, that's probably about the right place for it, but I know that there's probably some people that play it and love it that absolutely think that's underrated. That's fair. Number 22, Borderlands 3. So Borderlands 3 by yeah. Gearbox Software, uh, the original looter, loot shooter returns with a third mainline installment. Uh, in Gearbox's first-person shooter series. More planets, more enemies, and a lot more guns. <sighs> I'm actually okay with it. Like, I think um, before it came out, if you told me it was going to be sitting at 22, I would have been like, that's way too low with all the hype and all the excitement around it. And then I played it, and, like, I had fun. I enjoyed it, but I, I didn't stick with it. And it it felt more the same for Borderlands, which is a good thing. But at the same time, I don't know. I think there wasn't enough just with how long Borderlands had been on the sidelines. It, there just wasn't enough fresh concepts there to get me where I was, like, obsessed with it. Yeah. And I know some people beat it and, and have enjoyed it. Some people are playing it right now in our community. But for me, it made the top 25. I'm good with it, considering, you know, we're, we're talking the top 25 games for the entire year. So, Okay, number I, 22. As, as big of a fan of Borderlands as I, as I am, that's a fine place for it because I actually am in a similar boat to you. Is I've played a good bit of it, but it didn't stick like other Borderlands games have been. It might be because I have other things to play. Uh, it's harder for me to find like a good session to like sit down and like really dive into it, but uh, it, it wasn't an obsession. It's a good game, and I like it, but it wasn't an obsession. Yeah, okay. Number 21, Kingdom Hearts 3 by Square Enix. Um, this one's a miss for me. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. With There was so much hype around this game, and people were so excited for it. And then, honestly, all that I really ever read was disappointment, disappointment, mm-hmm. disappointment. So making the top 25, I don't know, especially putting it above Borderlands and, and Fire Emblem and, and uh, Gears 5. Like th- This is my first problem where I'd say, nope, all those belong uh, in front of this game. I'd probably, I'd probably not. I, I don't know anyone that's played it that's been 
over the moon with it or anything. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So, um, that, that, that's my first. That's definitely my first miss there. So, I guess if I if I was gonna put it in the top top twenty five, it'd be twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. And that even then, I'd be like, it, I'd be okay if it fell outside of the top twenty five. Yeah. Number twenty, Cadence of Hyrule. That's an interesting pick. Yeah, our first indie game uh, mashup with the with Nintendo here. Uh, Brace yourself, games uh, created the roguelike rhythm action game set in the world of Zelda. Um, this is a cool. It's a really cool game, a very unique style, and uh, you know, being in the top twenty, that's pretty cool. I don't, I don't have anything to like place to argue this. Like, it, I feel like it's okay, and the fact that it's in front of some of these big AAA games, I'm not going to worry. Like, just because you're a AAA game doesn't mean you deserve a higher, or a better position in this list. Um, this was a very. I, I think it deserves some credit because of the uniqueness of the game. Unique gameplay, uh, just the best soundtrack of the entire year because it's the greatest hits of Zelda all remixed in a fun, fun way that's functional. It's the way that you play the game is is music based. Uh, I have no issues whatsoever whatsoever with this game being at twenty. Okay, I think that's a good spot for it. Yeah, yeah. And again, I like seeing. Like, we hadn't seen this list. We're going into this blind, so seeing that some indie games have made their way into this list and and not been uh, overlooked. Is 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 good. So number nineteen, what the golf? You know, I looked at this game and was <laughs> like, oh, it looks really fun. Uh, PC, iOS, and Android. A comedy golf game filled with references and gameplay twists that shake things up at every opportunity. It's like it's like at they 19, started. Though? It's like they started making a golf game and just completely <laughs> just completely turned it on its head. It seems a little weird for nineteen. Uh, because again, I haven't played it, but I watched uh, some footage of it. it. Looks super fun. I don't know if I'd put it at number nineteen in my top twenty-five. If this was a top twenty-five indie games, and it oh, was yeah. like really high on the top twenty-five indie games, I'm sure I'd be fine with that. But I'm not sure this is a better game than Borderlands or yeah. Division or Gears or those other games that were lower on the list. So that that one seems a little bit off. But uh, you gotta love it for its quirkiness and uh, again bringing something unique to the. Golf game genre, which is actually something that's oversaturated. Yeah. So and that's I think cool. if we look at this as a PC and then a mobile game. Uh, this is kind of our first game that that is on that list that that falls into the I can play this almost anywhere as long as I have my phone with me. So, all right, number eighteen, Metro Exodus for four A games. First person shooter set in the post apocalyptic Russian wasteland and the third game in the Metro. Series. I watched a lot of this game streamed by one of our stream team members, Spidey2KX. Um, it, it was pretty. It was cool. Uh, I don't believe this game sits above Borderlands 3, Division 2, Gears, Gears 5. Yeah. So, like, that, that one's tough for me. Um, it, Metro Exodus wouldn't be in my top 25. That's, but that's but again, this is this is all opinion based, which which this list is opinion based. So I'm just putting my my statement out there. This would not be in my top twenty five. The thing of we talked to at least I mentioned this about Metro the Metro series a week or two ago that it, it kind of falls in that like B or C tier shooter. It's not it's not one of the hot franchises out there. Right. And so sometimes you can find some really nice gameplay in that, but in this gaming environment, it's harder for these games to thrive and do well. Yeah. Uh, so it's a it was the first time we saw the trailer for that shown off was it during the Microsoft E3 two years ago. I was instantly like, ooh, this is something I would like to play, but 
when it came around, it, I wasn't drawn into it. So I guess that's my personal thoughts on it. But that, I wouldn't put it above those other games that we have a little more firsthand experience with. Yeah, agreed. Uh, number 17, Tetris 99. I almost want to say that's low, man. It's one of those things It's hard because it's Tetris rehashed, which happens all the time. All, but this is, to- time. this is totally different. This is Tetris modernized. This is Tetris... Uh, in the world of the Battle Royale. It, it's just so cool that they took a classic game everyone knows and loves and made it work in such a contemporary way. So, Yeah, I I mean, it's, it's really cool. It's that Battle Royale style. It, it, it's a take on Tetris we've never seen before, unlike this, the rehash over the rehash over, over a rehash. This was actually something that, like, brought, like, I like Tetris, and I'll play it every once in a while. This made me play a lot of Tetris for for quite a while. I haven't played it as as much recently, but um, you know, as far as 2019 to make Tetris relevant within 2019, I think it did a good job. I think it deserves a spot in uh, in uh, the top 25. Is Tetris now the second greatest selling game of all time? Was it surpassed by Minecraft? Um. I am not sure. Tetris was the number one sold game of all time for like 20 years. Yeah, I think And I feel right, like Minecraft was... has actually passed it now, which is insane when you think about a game that's been out since the 80s, and now Minecraft may have surpassed it. Yeah, I do. Don't quote me on that information I'm laying down, but that's what I thought I heard. Yeah, I do remember um, something like that. Something like that. I was covering something like that not, not that long ago. So, all right. Uh, number 16 is your game of the year from the Video Game Awards, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Uh, from Software, the third-person action game, uh, Shinobi Samurai Ninjas, you know, style, um, with, a, with a high difficulty curve similar to your uh, Dark Souls and Bloodborne-style games. Um, this seems low to me in the sense of, uh, of all the awards it's winning and, and all of its placement as game of the year, but... Um, you know, again, using my opinion on a list, just like these people are, it wouldn't be in my top 25. So yeah. sitting at 16 right now, I'm okay with this. I actually like seeing this that low. I assumed I would see this near the top because of all of the other uh, awards uh, awards that we've been covering over the last couple uh, weeks here. And yeah, you know what? It's, o- it's okay with me being right in the middle. Yep. Well, not quite in the middle, but close. Middle enough. Yep. Number 15, Telling Lies. Furious B Limited. It's an iOS PC game. It's a narrative-driven thriller that tasks you with crawling through um, surveillance footage of four people of interest at the heart of a mystery. So I've never heard of this game. I'm, I don't even want to sit here and like talk out my ass and say I know anything about it. So <laughs> 15, now, now I'm at least interested to learn a little bit more about it. Uh, it's not, like I'm, I'm, I am into the idea of playing like a solve a mystery game like that. I just don't know if I ever would. Uh, yeah. I like a whodunit. That's, that's, uh, that's something I enjoy. So that's what it sounds like. Interesting. I don't know. I'll have to. We'll have to take a look again. Another another mobile game, 
Uh, uh-oh, my site just crashed. Oof. For a second, I kind of thought we lost internet. Yeah, so. well, no, we're good. It's back. Hopefully everyone's still with us in the chat. Yep. Anyways, um, so that that's an interesting one. Another iOS, though, another mobile uh, game to see high on the list. Easy access, easy ability to play with, um, and, and not a traditional multi-transaction garbage um, mini game that's on your phone. So maybe that's one reason why it gets uh, gets a higher ranking there. Number 14, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening for the by Nintendo for the Nintendo Switch. This is the uh, adorable Switch remake of the much-loved classic Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening that originally released on the Game Boy back in 93. This is this is uh this is low or this isn't good enough for me. It needs to be it needs to be better. It needs it needs a top oh, man. It's top 5 for me of the year. See, it is one of my favorite games I played this year. Yeah. But I don't think it it deserves to be this high because it really is a, just a cleaned up version of a Game Boy game. Like it's it's a remake. And we went over this when we talked about like other like Game of the Year contenders. Like it, it this still feels like a Game Boy game to me. It still feels old to me, though it is very fun. You could uh, you know in a lot of ways you could just play the game that's been out forever and get almost as much fun out of it. I mean, I guess so, but I, I also look at this in the sense that uh, think of everybody that's playing this game that uh, wasn't born when the Game Boy existed. Like this, you know, in that sense, this <sighs> is this is why you got to bring up the why you got to bring up the we old guys. First off, <laughs> one, we are old guys who could have played this game twenty five years ago when it came out, and we didn't. So that does support your case of well, new people are being exposed to. I may have never played this game if it weren't for the remake. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if you. I'd I'd be happier with it closer to that twenty spot. It Man. deserves acknowledgement on this list, but I'd knock it down a bit. Top five for me. Except- Never mind. It's better than the next game. <laughs> Number 13. Okay, this this whole list has just gone ass backwards. Nah, this is Grimm's game. Number 13, Days Gone by Sony Bend, PS4 exclusive. Uh, think Walking Dead meets Sons of Anarchy with the open world RPG uh, that mixes crafting, bike maintenance, and destroying hordes of creatures called Freakers with Napalm. This game does not belong anywhere in the top 25 there's no way it's better than gears 5 division 2 borderlands 3 let's be honest the other games that are that are lower than this game on the list no way does this game belong here what this this list has just become questionable. I, I cannot accept Days Gone in here unless these are Sony fanboys. They're like, oh, well, it's a PlayStation exclusive. We've got to give it some love. Garbage. This game was not good. <laughs> this game was not good. It, it, I've heard it, very few good things about the game. It didn't look good. It didn't play well. It was it, the, the story structure and progression systems were ass backwards. Like, it just wasn't a winning game. Like, it was a middle-of-the-road, a okay game. And an okay game doesn't land in the top 25 games of the entire year. I'm sorry, it doesn't. I agree. I'm not gonna say and run down the game too much. I mean, you why said should you, why should you play it? Here are some things you didn't know and you wanted from an art. No, I'm not even reading this. This is upsetting. Number twelve, only one better is Pokemon Sword and Shield for the, from Game Freak for Nintendo Switch, the latest uh, you know latest series for the po- or latest Pokemon series, introducing new Pokemon features, locations, and more. Okay. There's no way Days Gone should be one away from Pokemon Sword and Shield. In my mind, I want Pokemon around like that eight, 
that seven or eight spot, like outside the top five, but in the top ten, like that's where in my mind it should be. So it coming in at number twelve seems low for a Pokemon game that I think is good. Not perfect, but good. If it was a perfect Pokemon game, I'd be saying it's number one. But let's 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 put it this way: Button Masher Caleb, and this is this is you right. Here's a PlayStation boy right here. Button Masher Caleb's in the in the stream right now on Mixer.com/slash Gamesville Media, and he says it was good. It was not great. Playboy here, seven point eight good game. Seven point eight is not a good game. You're you're on the verge of an eight out of ten at that point. This game was not an eight out of ten. And we're back 7, talking. 7.8 is good enough. We're talking to Days Gone. Days Gone was a 6 at best. Six. Yeah, that's probably accurate. Yeah. Like, people, I don't have a problem with the game being a 7.8. I'm, I'm a C yeah. guy. People that support this game well beyond what it deserves because because it's Sony Bend and it was a it was a, a, an exclusive, it was their first game, things like that. Like They hyped the hell out of this game. They made it sound like it was going to be something groundbreaking, something amazing. They, they put it on a pedestal at E3 and every other event that they could for it to come out to be an average game. It does not deserve a 7.8. 7.8 is way too high for this game, and, and maybe revisiting it now after they patched it and actually made it made it a little bit better um, But with, with some of its actual just bugs and glitches, but the game itself was boring. The game itself, like, I watched, again, I watched plenty of this game. I played it before, before it was released. It is just generic. That's the problem with it. It doesn't have its own identity. It doesn't feel special. And because of that, it doesn't get such a high rank for me. It, it, it gets a 6 at best. Realistically, I'd probably give it a 5. 5 out of 10. It's right in the middle. All right. But back to Pokemon. I think that's a disappointing spot for it. I'm still playing the game. I'm still really liking it. I'm 80 hours into it. Uh so my critique of that game, which I'd mentioned on the show, story mode a little too easy, story mode a little too quick. There wasn't enough challenge, but the actual game itself and catching all the Pokemon has been a fun experience. I look forward to the competitive scene in the post game. Yeah, and and I think Poke- I think it's yeah I think Pokemon should be do- should do better than this. We'll we'll see what's in front of it, but I think Pokemon already is is in a questionable state here at twelve again. Uh, I can't get past Days Gone, and I'm seeing people talk about it in the Mixer chat right now. There there were so many great games this year that a good game shouldn't make it. Exactly. That's by Fox McCloud Server. Days Gone was not a great game. It was not a top 25 game. And Button Master Kale, putting 40 hours into a game doesn't make it great. Doesn't make it top 25. There's got to be means, 100 indie games that were better than it. Yeah. It just means this, Button Master Kale, that at that time when that game came out, you didn't have anything else to play. When you think about when Days Gone came out, it was a quite, it was a slower time. There wasn't that much to play, so it, it it has no business being in top twenty-five. Number eleven, Outer Wilds. Not to be mistaken. Not to be mistaken with Outer Worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Outer Wilds by Mobius Digital, PC, PS4, Xbox One, an action adventure uh, game orbiting death and discovery, a game about exploration and rebirth uh, in the far stretches of space. We saw some. Um, nominations for this game for some of the awards and everything and it looked really cool i have really little experience with this game but um yeah it's it's another one of those indie style games and almost breaking into the top 10 this being in front of pokemon though I, and know, I can't speak to it a ton because i don't know it but again yeah. i haven't heard enough about it to warrant such a high level um position Again, I'm a Pokemon fanboy, so there's a certain level of like 
defense I'm going to bring to the series I love. Uh, at the end of the day, it 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 did a lot to freshen things up, but it still isn't a it still isn't like my favorite Pokemon game. It's still not the best Pokemon game in my opinion. So if you told me there's an indie game I don't know a lot about that people thought was reviewed better and did more, uh, sure, I'm I'm not upset about it. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because the the, the thing that sounds interesting about it is it, it's a 22 minute game. Every 22 minutes, the sun basically explodes or whatever and, and wipes out all life and you kind of restart. And it's the idea of death, discovery, um, and just and, and starting over and, and enjoying that, that time period that you have. That might be fun. Yeah. That might be a fun game. So it actually, I mean, when you read about it, it sounds pretty interesting and it sounds, it sounds unique. And yeah. so w- with a lot of these games that were like, this is the fifth install of Gears. This is the third install of Borderlands. This is the, the, the what generation of Pokemon? Eighth we have? generation Eighth of generation Pokemon. Eighth generation of Pokemon. You know, like here we are with a, a, a fresh new idea that people are, that someone's trying to do. So I give it credit for that. Yeah, Otter, Otter Wild seemed cool. Fox McCloud server said he's he's heard a lot of hype. Some people saying it was the game of the decade. So, yeah. uh, what systems? What platforms is this on? Uh, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. So it's something we could both check out. So yeah. maybe maybe we'll have to look into that. All right, let's break into the top ten here. We're gonna we're getting into the the meat of this list. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion Three at number ten. Super cool with that. You were super cool with that. Again, I haven't played a lot of it. I've watched some gameplay of it. I own a copy. Uh, what I have played is wonderful. Yeah, developer. It's next just le- a wonderful game. Developer next level games formats for the Nintendo Switch. And uh, what I have said here about this game is, I was not a Luigi's Mansion fan uh, before Luigi's Fo- Mansion Three. Fox in the chat gave, requested some horns the for horns, our boy Luigi. The horns, yeah. Um, but Gooigi. then I went to PAX West and I got some hands-on gameplay time with this and I walked away going, they said, what do you think? I said, honestly, I'm going to buy this game now beca- because of this demo. Like yeah. I go, that's how much fun this was. So it is, it is a lot of fun for the people that, that did, don't think it's for them because it's not your traditional faster paced Mario running, you know, left to right style game. Um, I would th- I rethink it because it is a nice change of pace. It is a nice change of scenery, and it gives the the Mario universe just a little bit extra uh, of of special games out there like Captain Toad yeah. and and of course some of your Mario games, but now Luigi. Yeah, it's, if if you like solving puzzles and you like things like Scooby-Doo level of spooky where it's just spooky and fun, then this is a great game for you. If you're like, no, I don't really like spooky and I don't like puzzles, then maybe this isn't a game for you, but it's worth a try. I, I'm a big fan. Do you and- put Luigi's Mansion 3 over Pokemon? Oh, man. <laughs> See yeah, I- yeah, okay. yeah, because okay. it's it's polished. It, it moved the series along more, though I've played a lot more of Pokemon what Luigi's Mansion, I guess, feels more special. Like this really feels like a special game to me. Where Pokemon seems like another Pokemon game. Okay. Luigi's Mansion Three, it, it really. I mean, the way I can describe it, it's just wonderful. It's just fun, and um, there's not. It's easier for me to not nitpick. You know, get into the nitty gritty of Luigi's Mansion and just look at it as this was a really fun, spooky puzzle game, opposed to like Pokemon, where because I'm a hardcore fan, I can go here are ten things I don't like about the game. I think the other thing too is that when you think of Pokemon, you have uh, in sword with Sword and Shield or any other generation, but Sword and Shield is what we're talking about right now. Is you you, you expect Pokemon every so often, like you have a timeline, 
You're like at okay. least once or twice a generation you yeah. get a Pokemon game. Right. You you know how right? And so with, with Luigi's Mansion, it's more like Metroid to to me. You don't necessarily know when Luigi's Mansion 4 is going to come out. Mm-hmm. Or if there's going to be a Luigi's Mansion 4. Like, it, you kind of feel that way um, with some of these franchises. Like, is Captain Toad ever going to get another game? You know, did, did, it, did it do well enough that it warranted them to develop another one? Um, things like that, that where Luigi's Mansion 3 coming out and being as good as it is and as fun as it is, um, I think warrants it a, high, a better position on the list. All right. Number nine, uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts. Uh, which is the uh, game that we've seen a lot about on uh, the Video Game Awards as yeah. well. Uh, PS4, Nintendo, iOS uh, from, is it Samogo, I believe is the developer? And it's a, a, a new neon spin on a rhythm action, ga- rhythm action game that's a masterpiece of sound and visuals. I have not got to play this game yet, but from the stuff that we've watched because of the awards and everything, it looks really cool. Um Number nine, though, is it, how do you feel? Be, again, being this uh, unique and somewhat, it's on iOS under Apple Arcade, so you got to be in the Apple Arcade for it. Yeah. But it is on Nintendo. It is on PS4. It, it I don't know. Like, is it is it unique enough in that rhythm action? Rhythm action, which seems to be more of a something that we're seeing happen more often now. Mm-hmm. You know, High Rule of Cadence, for example, was twentieth. This is ninth. Like, do you put this above Luigi's Mansion, above Pokemon, above these 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 games? I, I don't know enough about the game to definitively say no, but I can personally say I probably wouldn't like it as much as some of those other games. So, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and down hard a, a game that's probably a very nice game that I have, you know, I haven't played and don't know enough about to really speak to it. But my gut says that's probably high for that compared to some of the other things I love on the list. Yeah, all I know is that this list is also helping me. I'm, I'm taking some mental notes right now. There's a few of these games I definitely want to check out and plan on it now that I'm going through this list. So that, And then once I do, I'll have a better understanding if they, if, if they belong that high on the list or not. This is one of them. I feel like it's cool. I don't know if there's like, is there enough game here? Is it you know, is this an experience or is this a full fledged game? And can it really sit above some of these games that we've gone through this list so far? So I think um, you know we're we'll leave it at that because I don't I don't have enough knowledge on this game. So uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts is number nine. Okay, number eight. The game that surprised a lot of us, Disco Elysium, cleaned up at uh, the Video Game Awards. Sure did. Um, this is another one of those games that, because of the Video Game Awards, I went out and uh, picked and, and picked this up on the was it on Steam or whatever. Um, but it's an open world RPG, quite uh, unlike any other. And, and this is what they're saying: this is a an RPG that everyone needs to play. Um, if I guess obviously if you're into RPGs, but um, developer is uh, ZAUM, um, and it's right now only available on PC, but it is coming to um, consoles uh, in 2020, I believe is is their goal. So um, it looks really interesting to me, though. It's that game; it, it has a lot of that gameplay that I worry that I. I don't necessarily gravitate towards. So even if it's really good, if it has an amazing story, if it has all these things, I worry that like it won't 
hold my interest, but I'm going to give it a try and see because I was blown away at how many awards it took home during the Video Game Awards, and it's just been on everybody's list. It's been on everybody's list, you know, not just 2019, but talking about, you know, we've been seeing a lot of these lists of the decade, right? Video game, 100, best 100 games of the decade. Um, and it's been on that list, those lists as well. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know enough about it to necessarily have an opinion, but I just I guess I have to defer to the fact that it's getting a lot of attention. There has to be something good about it. You know, if someone who knows knows the game wants to tell me this is the eighth best game of the year, I guess I'm going to believe them. Yeah. I know it's not a game I, I'm interested in. I, I know I know enough about it. I've read up enough about it to go, yeah, that's not a game for me. But if, if someone who knows thinks it's the eighth best, I guess I'll trust them on it. Yeah, it's interesting to read about it because they, when they debuted it under the name No Truths uh, with the with the Furies, um, it, everybody seemed like it was one of those games that was too ambitious to succeed. And yet Disco Elysium stands not only as one of the best games of the year, but one of the best games of the generation. It is a detective game built around introspective interrogation, a gorgeous isometric RPG that tasks you with to... Uh, def, uh, to, to navigate your way through a war inside of your head, heart, and lower intestines as the weight of the world bears down on your weary uh, sh- shoulders. Disco Elysium is bold in its ideas and magnificent in its execution of them. Full of character and deeply expressive, Disco Elysium sets a new benchmark for the RPG genre. Good. Yeah. Good for it. It sounds, it sounds awesome. So... All right, uh, number seven is Untitled Goose Game. This this game Man. this game is just I I 100 agree with this game. I'm yeah. complete, I'm completely <laughs> okay with it being in the top ten at number seven because for one reason and this is why I'll explain it. I have not played this game. My wife has. Uh, your your sister has. My sister loves um, it. Loves it. This game left the, the gaming sphere and expanded itself beyond. It became pop culture for sure. And so when you can do that off of a, off of a first, you know, so this is House House is the developer. This is their first game. So not only do they have a lot to uh, live up to now moving forward, but you come out the gate with your first game and this happens, like it, and and it, and it literally explodes into where you know um, there's you can you can buy 3D printed goose now that that have magnets built into them that so you can like have them hold your keys and different things like that like it's ridiculous how this game has expanded out to even people like my mom who is not a gamer and goes have you heard about that untitled goose game and i like look at her i'm like why do you who, know who told you about this I'm like mom? why do who you told know you? about this game <laughs> and like you know she's just watched these videos and seen all these things about it so it's just amazing to see this simple little basic fun game that has really just exploded well outside of probably what they originally assumed it was going to do so yeah I, I'm uh, 100% on board this is a PC, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One PS4 um, and it's a stealth game where you get to play as a horrible goose and re- uh, wreak havoc on a small village yeah, I'm I'm into it. I'm super supportive of this game. It's going to be a game that is looked back upon and remembered really fondly. Yep. So I have no issue with it being even if this was number one, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, all right, I'm all about the goose. So yeah. so I'm I'm just cool with it being top ten. Okay. Let's move it on then. Number six. <laughs> Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I'm not surprised that that's where it's at. Uh I am. I am. I okay, here's the deal. 
And if Spidey was watching the stream right now, he'd be upset with me. But okay, listen, I'm, I'm going to give him the credit where credit's due. It is the most successful, sorry, not most, most sold Call of Duty game of all time. And that's where, and that's what it seems to like live on, right? It sold more copies than any other Call of Duty ever. It's crossplay. PS4, Xbox One, and and PC all sharing the world. This is the game that that shooters and bros and ever whatever you want to call them have been waiting for to prove why so and so is superior to so and so. And that part of it is cool. The problem I have with this game because I own it now. First of all. What happened to you? Yeah, I know. It was on sale. It happens every year. Every year you buy yeah. Call of Duty, yeah. and every year I'm disappointed. It's not every year. It's just the last two years. Then, last year and this year. I'm pretty sure you also own like Black Ops 3. I don't own Black, uh, Black Ops 4 I own, which was last year. Mm. Black Ops 3 I might own because maybe it was like a free download or something. I think you owned it before it was free. I never bought Black Ops 3. I can guarantee I'm you I'm pretty sure I was with you I when you bought get, it. No, I, what are you talking about? Yeah, you're I think crazy. you bought it used at a local game store when I was there with you one time and played it like twice with Spidey. I think you're crazy. I mean, I've said crazier things, but I think you briefly owned it. I think you're crazy. I think I'm going to walk upstairs and pull it off your shelf after this show. I know you won't. I, that I guarantee uh, you We'll won't. see. We'll see about that. And I guarantee. <laughs> anyways, anyways, back to the show here. Ecto says you won't. The, I, Ecto believes it. Yeah, I know he believes that, but it's not true. Uh, <laughs> now, if you wanted to say Call of Duty World War II, then I would have agreed with you. But, you know. I think you own three. Yeah. Yep. If you wanted to say Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, Call of Duty Ghosts, I would agree with all of those. But you win Black Ops 3, and I just can't agree with that. Oh, it it is Advanced Warfare I was with you <laughs> with. Okay. Damn. Yep, yep. I'm still going to go look after the show, though. Anyways, uh, the thing about <laughs> Call of Duty Modern Warfare is that this game to be number six on the list, I just think it's... Um, I just think it's, it's too... High. It's too good. It, this does it belong in the top twenty-five? Sure. I think it would be okay around between fifteen and twenty is where I would have put it. And for the sh- the sheer reason of yes, it's it's the, the most successful for the franchise. People love it because of the cross-play and but but the the um, some of the bugs that they had, the issues and stuff they had with it off the launch. And honestly, the camping, the maps are awful. Like, it's one thing that I bought Call of Duty. It's another thing that when I'm playing Call of Duty with uh, Spidey2KX, and I go, hey, is there a single map that you like in this game? And his response is, no, they all suck. I can't put you in my top 10 of 2019 at that point. I go, hey, is this a good map for, you know, for an SMG? And the response is no, there are no good maps for SMGs. Like there's balance issues here. There's issues where I'm running around and people are just hiding in corners the entire match waiting for someone to run around a corner to shoot them. That's not a fun shooter to me. That is not a top 25 game to me. You know, it's definitely That's why I don't play Call of Duty. That sounds like a bad time. Definitely not a top 10 game to me. And I can I can now fairly compare that to Black Ops 4, which was a run-and-gun shooter. It was fun. It had Blackout, which was a Battle Royale mode. Guess what this doesn't have? It doesn't have the thing that was the most popular in the in, in Black Ops. Oh, but don't worry, it's coming, it's coming next year as an add-on. Like, well, then your game wasn't ready. Like, I, like, make sure it's ready at launch. So, to me, it's just not a it's not a top 10 game. There's no way it's a top 10 game of the year. It, it, it Top 25, I'm okay with it. Top 10, no way. I don't like Call of Duty, so I don't really... 
I don't really get it. And everybody loved it because it's a it's a reboot of a 15 year old franchise with the Modern Warfare tag on it. But like, I get that. It's still just Call of Duty. It's still just Call of Duty, and it's just the name that you guys are grabbing onto. And it's like, yes, there are maps in here that are old, but guess what? Those maps they don't even work in today's like gaming, like Shipyard or whatever Shipment or whatever it's called. It, I played one round of that with Spidey, and I go, I will never, ever, ever play that mode ever again the map is too small with too many people and you just spawn on top of bad guys over and over again it was it was chaos it wasn't even gameplay it wasn't even fun it was just chaos so no way is this a top 10 game no way i'm again okay with it being top 25 but not top 10 number five and i'm completely uh in uh in love with this Apex Legends. I am good with this. It's a good pick. Apex Legends could top five for sure. By Respawn, uh, PC, PS4, Xbox One, uh, the Battle Royale that actually shook Fortnite for a little while and and really uh, dethroned it for a few months. You know, it still has found its own little groove and taken its own little chunk of of that uh, of that genre. And yeah, I think it's a great game that has a lot of growth to, uh, in front of it and deserves a top five spot for 2019. Yeah, I mean, it's super cool when you see a game that is a true free-to-play experience be successful. I'm a big fan of the accessibility of, hey, this is a game that you can play for free, and the add-ons and such are cosmetic. You know, you can pay for extra characters. And I don't have a problem with any of that because you can get in and enjoy it for free. And when it's polished and it's fun and it's a good experience and a good shooter, it's cool that it made the top five because... I, if if I were to run down a list, I would have probably put it top five as well. Now, would you put Call of Duty one one away from it? No, but I don't like <laughs> Call of Duty at all. I don't but have nice own, things to say about it. You own Black Ops 3, according to the chat. Which is correct, because it was a th- free game on PS you Plus, are, and yeah. I tried to get people to play it one time, because it was free like right after Call of Duty 4 came out. I go, yeah, but play 3 with me. I'll download it. And no one did. Yeah, but you own it. You downloaded I it. I do. Because it was free. Because you're Call of Duty boy. Man, butter boy, Call of Duty boy. <laughs> one of the same. <laughs> Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order number four. I'm telling you guys, if you haven't played this game, it would have won game of the year probably. It was. It's so good. Wait. Number four, number five. Same developer. That's same developer. Cool. You're right. Respawn, same. number four, number Respawn, five. Respawn. That's cool. Also, yeah, very cool. Um, I'm 100% comfortable with Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order being in number four. It is so good. Um, it it, it kind of relit my... When the game came out, it relit my like excitement for Star Wars stuff. So, like... Right then was also when I got into Mandalorian. It was right before it was right before the movie came out, uh, Rise of Skywalker, and it was also before the Fortnite event of Star Wars. So this game kind of like catapulted me into wanting to experience all of it, and um, I'm still enjoying this game. I haven't. I, I know some people around us have finished it. I have not finished it yet because I'm. I'm. This is. You know when I get into a game like Spider Man that um, I have to explore every crevice of a map. I become my wife at that point, which I, I like can't stand when she does this. But there are only a handful of games that I've, I'll do that to. I will log in and be like, I haven't, I, oh, I'm looking at the map and I'm like, oh, I haven't exposed this area here. Even though I have everything I need and I could leave this planet, I have to go over there now and I have to see. Yeah. That's where I'm at with, this, with Star Wars. It is so good. That's how you put over, over well over 100 hours into Breath of the Wild because that's the game to do that in. Yeah. yeah, but Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is 
man, I mean, it's it's the best Star Wars game that's been out, that's been made since probably the original Knights of the Old Republic. Maybe I'm it's, sure. It's I'm sure that's where correct. I'm at, at that point, if not, and at this point, I might even actually like it better. So, oh man, so good. Uh, number three. And this comes back to Deadite's uh, point here. Number three is Resident Evil 2 Remake. Um, So I've changed my tune a little bit on this because I've actually done a little more research into it that it really is, it's a remake in, in the sense of it's it's not a remaster, it's not a repolish. It is a, a ground-up new game telling yeah. the classic story, which I, I didn't know that as much at the time. People are really loving it. Um. Resident Evil isn't really for me, so I'm not going to sit here and dog it one way or the other. But um, I've watched, I've actually watched more gameplay of it now and go, uh, okay, I could, I see it, I see it. If it wasn't called Resident Evil Two and it was the new Resident Evil, yeah, I, I guess maybe my initial uh, eye eye check of it would have been a little bit different. I would have looked at it differently. Yeah, I guess my whole like my question here is like, and I know it's sitting in the top three with it being up for Game of the Year, and and it had a lot of awards. I'm okay with it, and I like seeing Capcom having some success. Um, but my whole thing with this, with the comment that you just made, is that if this said Resident Evil Eight or whatever we want to call it, yeah. Like, why can't... It, it, this game was so good, right? Like, everyone loved it so much. And yes, I get, like, that Resident Evil 2 story is iconic. But, like, why is why can't this just be Resident Evil 8? Like, where is Resident Evil 8? And why isn't it this good? Yeah, like, two years ago, Resident Evil 7 wasn't very high on list. Like, yeah, like, like why can't they... Not this good. Not yeah, this good. Correct. Like, people... Again, it was game of the year contention. Yeah. So, is the ne the next Resident Evil that comes out, Resident Evil 8, if if Capcom had this success with a remake of 2, there's no reason they can't parlay that into 8 realistically being the game of the year the year it comes out. Yeah, because if 8 can't do it, and 7 didn't do it, and 6 was a nightmare, and 5 wasn't Resident Evil, it was an arcade shooter, so now we're back all the way back to Resident Evil 4. And now we've already announced that there's a Resident Evil 3 remake happening. Yeah, Nemesis because of, happening. Right? And so the whole point I'm having here is that if, you, if you're going to give a developer a game, let them build it from the ground up from visuals, which whatever, you like, yeah, you can do that. But you have a story that's already that's old that you're re, re, you're reusing. You have characters that are already created that you're reusing. You have assets that are already created that you're reusing. You're just making them look good. So to me, it's like I want to see Capcom make something new that's as good as this. Yeah. Then you know, and and, that, and that's no knock on this game. There's plenty of people that loved it, and again, it was up for a game of the year. I just hate seeing remakes, and then these companies live off of them, and they go, "Cool, now we're gonna do three, and next we're gonna do four, and then we get Resident Evil Eight, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, Resident Evil is so garbage now. Only the old ones were good." It's like, well, why, why, why are they having such a hard time creating something that was as good as one, two, three, four? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be different. Like the conversation we just had about Link's Awakening. Yeah, it'd be different if the latest Zelda was garbage. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. If if Breath of the Wild wasn't good at all, you'd be like, well, why, like, why are they just rehashing, yeah. remaking these old yeah. ones and not producing good new ones? Yeah. 
because that shows me when that happens, it shows me that they're not actually making good games. They're they're using they're using the success of the past and just using technology to make it look prettier to then have success now because they literally can't make a new game that's successful. And I'm not saying they can't because they've had Monster Hunter World and they've had these games. And, and Resident Evil 7 wasn't bad. It was actually, people liked it like yeah. for what it was. But at the same time... Because it, it was first it, person. It was, like, first it was, it was person, a different yeah. it experience. Different. It was, yeah, very different. Okay. All right. Enough with that. Number two. The Outer Worlds, Obsidian Entertainment, another Game of the Year um, nominee for the PS4, Xbox One, PC, space RPG set in the future, ruled by micro or mega corporations filled with um, just eccentric characters, alien species, and bacon-flavored tumors. This game could be number one for me at this point. It was so good, so much fun. Even just watching my white, like, I played... But I didn't play the whole thing. My wife played the whole thing, and like there were moments where I just whatever I was doing, I stopped and would just watch. Yeah. And I'd be like, "Man, what's going on right now? What are these creatures? What's you know?" And like the different fun. You know what it was? It reminded me of border. It reminded me of like my first taste of Borderlands. It feels fresh but yeah. familiar. Yeah. And so like, though it doesn't have the range of Borderlands as far as as many weapons and things like that, it had fun weapons, it had serious weapons, it had fun characters, it had a, it had it had a, it had a fun serious storyline that that it would follow. It was just so well done, and you know you get that you get that sense of like this is what um, we like. Thanks, thank you so much, Obsidian. This is what we wish Bethesda would do. This is what we keep wishing Bethesda would do, and we never get it. But here we are over here getting a, a great example of it from Obsidian. Yeah. And that's awesome. And number two, I 100% support it. Great game. Uh, I would have would have loved to see it even win Game of the Year at the Video Game Awards. <clears throat> oh, man. What's got to be number one? Yeah, what uh, do you think number one is? There's a lot of games we have not seen yet. Probably, like... Madden 20, you know. Man, if it is. Tw- Madden if it, 21. If it is, we're just going to hit the end button. This is going to be the last podcast. It's going to be the last words we ever speak yeah, to probably, each other. Probably that hot new Madden. That's yeah. got to be a game of the year. All right. You ready? Number one on the top 25 Wait. games of 2019. <clears throat> I'm going to. Okay, I'm ready. Number one is. Oh. Wow. I had my I had my finger on the fart key. Because get, I assumed it was going to be Death Stranding. Get the horns ready. Death Stranding, not even on the list. That makes Number me happy. Number one from Remedy Control. Big respect to Control. Control wins the list. Uh, a magic and guns third person shooter in the new weird world of cursed everyday objects and mind bending multi dimensional entities. Man, this is really cool. Another game that was up for game of the year. Uh, Control winning the list. I love this. I actually am completely um, okay with this with this going on. This, <laughs> this was, uh, I mean, if you think about this list and how it ended with one and two, and, and I'm sorry, what was three again? Three was, res- and three. One, two, and three. All game of the year uh, nominees. All Game of the Year nominees, one, two, and three, and yet the the winner of the Video Game Awards sat back at, what was it, 17th? 16th? Yeah. So that goes to show you, out of all these these journalists and stuff that that voted on this stuff, where they truly, I think, thought. So it kind of makes you wonder how 
Secrio, um, Shadows Die Twice. One. Yeah. But, uh, and then this is just a sample. I mean, we're not talking, this, this is just within games radar. We're not talking about the entire, the entire, uh, you know, industry. But, wow, this is really interesting to see that the top three were all the nominees that didn't win, short of, like you said, Death Stranding. Yeah. I like that Death Stranding didn't make the top Death 25. Stranding, yeah. I but, like that. But here's the thing about Death Stranding, and <laughs> I'm not coming to its rescue, but I would put it in <laughs> well, the... I'll, let me hover my finger over the mute button real quick. I would put it in the top 25 over some of these other choices. Yeah, as much as I have no interest in Death Stranding because it looks not fun, uh, it at least is ingenuitive and it... it it was beautiful. Like, there's a lot. There are positive things to say about it. Yeah. Outside of the fact that it doesn't look like it's fun to play. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is why I'll never play it because I don't have time to play games that aren't fun. Yeah. Or but, about dinosaurs. You know, it could be bad about dinosaurs. And, and if this is because if this is that situation where you got you were given a list of fifty games, and maybe we should do this next year. This this seems like kind of like a cool idea. Maybe we could generate a list of fifty games, and then we throw it in the Discord, and we have we have our members vote on them, right? And then we pull out the top twenty five of our community, right? Just kind of repeat what's being done here. Because if you gave me a list of fifty games, and I had to score them one one through twenty five, or, or whatever, right? And, yeah. And Call of Duty was in that list, and Death Stranding was in that list, and and and, and that like, it's hard for me to sit there and because it, it doesn't this this structure this way that this list was made has nothing to do with copies sold. Yeah, it has nothing to do with being the most successful game of the franchise. It has to do with here's a list, and you know I'm going to rate these games based off me. So each so this is very opinionated. This is a very opinionated list in, in that sense. So for me. I feel like Death Stranding would have made the top twenty-five because of how, when you think of what people that had that did play it think about it. I mean, you think of just the people you know that played it, what they think about it. Yeah, it, it's interesting because like I know a lot of people that like find reading as a fun activity, but it's not, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you know, there's a lot of people that don't understand what fun actually is. So, <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um, just like there's a lot of people who didn't like the new Star Wars movie. Clearly, they don't know what fun is. So now, do you have any other um, any other like thoughts on this? As far as is there any games on you you personally that came out this year um, that you think missed this list? It would have been cool to see Mortal Kombat get like a 25 or a 24 spot. Just as the fact that there was no representation from a fighting franchise on here, it would have been nice to see that at, at least you know get that low that low touch. I would have appreciated that because um, when I'm trying to think of like games I bought brand new, because a lot of times I play games like nine months after they come out, yeah, uh, because that's when they're cheaper and I'll throw the money in on them. Uh, but Mortal Kombat, Borderlands, Pokemon, Luigi, those are all games that I I did buy uh, relatively fresh after they came out. You're pointing at one that. Um, I don't know. I guess it's a little surprising it didn't get a little low on the list. I think it, I think it would have been in the twenties. I don't think it does necessarily need to be higher than that. But Super Mario Maker Two is yeah. one that's missing. Shenmue Three. Come on. <laughs> I okay. I'm, let me let me say this right now. It's on the record. 
I don't know how this would ever happen, how my life would fall apart like this. I'd rather play Death Stranding than Shenmue 3. Okay. <laughs> Good lord. Good to know. Uh, no, the one that the one that definitely stuck for me, and I didn't play it all, but I mean, it, it has been highly regarded as, mm. as, a, as a rebirth of the franchise. Devil May Cry 5 wasn't on that list. Devil May Cry 5 is one that I feel like um, definitely should have been. And there you go, right there, yeah. Black Master Caleb just chiming in. Uh, Devil May Cry 5 missing is 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 surprising to me, um, for sure. An- another one that I'm surprised didn't, you know, rate, you know, somewhere low on the list, uh, Astral Chains. Again, it's it's an yeah. a- action adventure, you know, uh, slash em up game, similar to Devil May Cry. Surprised that that didn't uh, get a little bit of a sniff. Yeah. Your, your game Rage 2. Uh, no, I, I know Rage Two doesn't belong <laughs> in the top twenty-five. Uh, you know, with with seeing some of the indies, I thought Katana Zero might have a shot, uh, mm-hmm. or my friend Pedro might have a shot. Yeah. Some of those games that that were up for for some awards that uh, it would have been nice. But other than that, I don't. I mean, I don't think there was any major like misses that 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 I saw. Um, you know. For the top twenty-five, I see someone asking, "said Where was Anthem? Anthem was definitely not in the top twenty-five. <laughs> Anthem would be in the top or in the bottom, like five. <laughs> um, uh, Metro was, and then I see Spidey asking about Metro. Metro, we did say Metro was on the list. I forgot where it fell, um, but it was on there. Um, it was middle of the list, I think. Yeah, closer to the middle of the list. Yep. Yeah, other than that, though, I was expecting to have some, like, big misses, and they they they, they fit some in there that were surprising and nice to see, and I, th- I think, uh, like you said, MK11, there was there was no fighting game, period. Yeah. There was no fighting game in that list. Uh, so what does that tell you about that genre right now? It's her, I think it's, it's suffering right now from just, I, I don't know if it's oversaturation, there's too many, or, or there's just, or there's just not that... That the, the fighting genre needs to evolve a little bit and, yeah. and try to figure out some some uniqueness. Like, you know, how come we haven't? And maybe it's out there, and I don't know. But how come we haven't seen maybe a? This is just this is just like the duct tape fix right now. A battle royale mode within a fighting game. Yeah, I mean, so many other people have tried it with Tetris, with Forza Horizon Four. Now has a car car battle royale mode, um, like. Why not have that hundred people jump into a room? They all start fighting each other, you know, type deal, and it's last one standing wins type, you know, yeah. King of the Hill style, but just, just on a, with grand, a just with a hundred people, grand scale. You know, how can you refresh people where it's like, yes, I like Mortal Kombat, yes, I like that franchise, but I just need it to move forward a little bit. How does it? We, we've watched so we've watched shooters evolve. We've watched racing evolve. We've watched sports games evolve. We've watched our RPGs and and the sense of open world and, and less linear uh, design evolve. What where are we at with the fighting game scene to evolve to maybe give it that new fire that it needs to become relevant again? Yeah. So, but. There you have it. Top 25 games of 2019. We use the games radar list uh, just just to give credit where credit's due. Um, we had not a ton of discrepancies, I think. There were some that we would just shift around a little bit. There was only a cup, maybe two or three maybe two or three that we would have just thrown off of our list mm-hmm. and we could have shifted things in like Devil May Cry, uh, Devil May Cry 5, Mortal Kombat 11, uh, Katana 0, things like that. So... That's what I got here for the news. That's you know we we talked about the uh, the proto the PlayStation Nintendo prototype that's going to be going to auction, and then we covered the top twenty five games of the year. 
That's our attack on the news. For these topics and much more, please visit GameZoneMedia.com where you can read the blogs, watch the YouTube channel, read, listen to all the other podcasts, and just enjoy everything that GameZone Media is offering on a weekly basis. But we do have a quick Zilla update. All right, bring the track in just for a little love on the track. Give them the ah. Nice and refreshing, but then didn't want to leave people without it. Now, now we got to bring in that heavy metal crab rave sent to us by Chops. The guy, uh, Rich Ad EB, on YouTube covers the, the, the crab rave metal style. So we're, so we're gaming updating to the crab rave this week. I like it. I like it. Well, I think you're. I think it, we got the Zilla update. You said you wanted to go first. Yeah, I'll go first. So go ahead and take it away. So my gaming this week was primarily just working on my Pokedex training, raising Pokemon, just low key, nothing real exciting. Uh, but yeah, but when you put Metal Crab Raid behind it, it sounds exciting. Yeah, just playing Pokemon, <laughs> you know. Um, no, but uh, over over this this last week. Uh, my wife and I got to uh, babysit our nephew, who you know he got to come over and have a sleepover. Which playing uh, having the sleepover with uh, with his aunt and uncle means a lot of video games that he doesn't play at home. Uh, so he's five, which means he can handle playing Mario Kart on Switch with some of the uh, some of the help. He can yeah. play Mario Kart N sixty four. He plays Pokemon Stadium. He's a big Pokemon fan. Uh, but while we were in the car after we picked him up from uh, from Grandma and Grandpa's house, we were driving home, and somehow the conversation of bowling came up. And he's like, "Oh, I like bowling. I went one time because he's five, so he's been bowling once." Right. And I was like, "Oh!" And you know, my wife's like, "Oh, well, maybe we could find bowling tomorrow." And I was like, "Maybe we could bowl in the basement." Wink, wink. And she's like, "Oh!" So. I, uh, I set up in the basement my Wii and told my nephew had a surprise for him. He comes downstairs and boom, there's bowling on the Wii. That's super exciting for Wii a five-year-old who's never seen a Nintendo Wii before. This was a new experience for him. Uh, going back to Wii Sports, doing it like it's November 06. Um, and I, for some reason, I've had like a craving to play Wii Sports recently. I couldn't tell you why. I guess I just want the nostalgia because I love Wii Sports. And... He's five. So he was having a hard time getting the idea because you have to press the A and the B button, the top and the bottom button, and swing your arm and release. And we had that wrist strap on so he couldn't throw the Wiimote. And he was getting really frustrated. And he's like, I can't do it. And we're like, yes, you can. Slow down and think about what you're doing. And we got him there. And so we played 10 frames. And by the eighth, ninth, 10th frame, he was kind of getting it down. Uh, and so we're like, okay, you know, I clearly won. I just, huh. just, I just huh. beat. Beat uh, beat both of them pretty badly because I uh, at once upon a time was a Wii Sports uh, bowling pro, um, and then we played another we played another one because my nephew was getting getting the hang of it. He was having so much fun, like a new fun experience for a little kid. Uh, and the next game, uh, you know, he bowls a get, gets a spare on the first turn. I was like, okay, that's pretty good. After that spare, he got a strike. I'm like, oh well, I didn't get a spare or a strike either of those turns. Uh, and then he gets another spare and I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is not looking good for me. And uh, he played a pretty good game. Uh, it ended up with the score of my nephew who is 5. 167. Wow. <laughs> me, 138. Wow. The wife, 102. Yeah. Just destroyed by my 5-year-old nephew. I was like, oh, well, like when we play Mario Kart, we let him do some of the winning. And so I sent it to his dad. My brother-in-law's like, 
we in no way let him win because it's bowling. Like he he was responsible for his own score, and you know we got a good chuckle about it. So like obviously the nephew is winning. He wanted to play again. Okay, we could play again. The next round. Oh God. Me, one hundred and thirty-six. About where I've been averaging. My wife, one hundred and sixty-three. Showing up. My nephew, five years old. We are now two games removed from him legit saying, I don't want to play this anymore. It's too hard. I can't learn it. 188. Yeah. <laughs> Kicking ass. That hurt. That hurt getting destroyed at a video game by a five-year-old. Yep. I was like, oh, I'm completely inept as a video game player. <laughs> if my five-year-old nephew is now destroying me at Wii Bowling, uh, the game after, I did have to send the picture to uh, to my brother-in-law. be like, well, clearly his mental game's slipping because I did win the, the final game. But he, he still bowled a 126. I just bowled a 159. Um, but 188 wow. for a Wii Bowling score. It's just one of those things like, I don't know. Who really cares that I'm talking about a 15-year-old bowling game? But I guess it was the degradation. I wanted you all to share uh, a slice of my personal shame of being beaten so badly at a video game by a five-year-old. Nice. That's good. Can I get some uh, crab music? Oh. For my for my moment? Uh, don't mind if I do. I just, I just like it so much. So uh, that's that's awesome. I, I got to hear some of that story before the show and uh, was very excited to get the scores because he wouldn't share them with me. I so, just said I got yeah. beat real it's, bad yeah, by my nephew at a game. Good to hear that. I'm I'm looking forward to the future of uh, Dead Eye just being just being manhandled by by the children. I did flex on him in Galaga. I, I yeah. he didn't he didn't know what level Galaga, ten looked like. Galaga's an old man's game. So. That's why I told him. I was like I was like Rory, I've been playing this game since long before you were born. All right, so many of you... I guess that's true about Wii Bowling, though. <laughs> <laughs> true. Many of you know I've been uh, putting in a lot of time on Fortnite, and there's, uh, b- beyond just having some fun with it uh, again, there's been a reason because Owl Zero and I have decided we wanted to try to see what, comp- what, what a tournament-level competition would be like. Now that they've opened this stuff up and they've actually started to allow people you know, to play a game and join some of these events right from their house, uh, we talked about it last week that Apex Legends is getting ready to launch their own like this. We said, hey, w- what's it going to take for us to, to be able to enter one of these? Because they're not just open to everybody. You, yeah. have, you have to work your way into it. You can't them. lose to a five-year-old mentor. Yeah, exactly. You're not right. <laughs> Deadite has zero hope. In fact, I'm going to show myself out. <laughs> I, I can't work on this show anymore. <laughs> But uh, Owl and I have been practicing in war zones. We've been practicing across all the different modes. And finally, we decided it's time to launch Arena, which is the ranked ranked mode of Fortnite, uh, where you start in Division 1 and you have to work your way up. And I am happy to say we have worked our we have worked our way up to Division 4 of Fortnite uh, over a couple days of of playing we streamed the first night where we went from one to three we and then we wanted to practice some techniques and strategies so we did not stream last night uh but we made oh you're trying to keep your secrets to yourself we we, uh we made it to division four mainly i just didn't i couldn't focus on the chat and do what we were trying to do so i just didn't want to ignore people and i kept myself offline because of it which was hard to do i liked streaming but we're in division four we are officially one division away from being eligible to join the Cash Cup, which would be officially a tournament we could enter where we could win money by playing Fortnite as old farts. So um, yeah, it was. It's honestly, it's been a lot of fun. We've played a lot better than I expected. Sure, we've run into the people that are just 
amazing at this game and uh, we're nowhere near their level but the fact that we are one division away from entering the contenders league um it's pretty cool it's been a lot of fun i really really enjoy the ranking system and how fortnite has done it and i'm super excited to hear that apex legends is following suit and doing something very similar and that is simply they that you earn points per kill per uh by placement the better the high, the longer you survive things like that where you could have a good round but maybe not make it super long into the game and still walk away actually earning a little bit of what they call hype points and earning your way in that next uh division so we've had plenty of rounds where we went you know third place second place fifth place whatever we haven't won a round yet we've gotten second place like four times now um but the fact of the matter is that when we got second place we walked out with 200 220 points because of our kill count getting bon getting getting uh points at the you know 12th position seventh position third position um and and so it really allows you to reward yourself for just playing well and then of course if you win you get that bonus so um yeah it's been it's been really cool we're excited to uh continue to work on it and and really want to try to uh join one of these events that are going to be coming up like winter royale just happened you know we missed that one but we we're looking forward to uh working our way into the next one and having a lot of fun so um and and spidey's talking about the apex rank that's already in yeah i know that's already in what i'm talking about is is making money while playing apex like they just announced it so it's not live yet i know you can become apex predator and you can rank and all that stuff but moving forward into the actual tournament events that that they've announced that we covered last week on the show so um but that was a lot of fun and then it's but it's a lot of work right it's stressful so i found a new game that i that i've had downloaded for quite a while and uh thanks to resting blue uh one of one of my buddies that hang out at most of my streams recommended i go play forza horizon 4. i've never played a forza horizon series game i've only played the tr the the main series motorsports uh version mm -hmm which is a simulation style game but the horizon uh, ones look like they're so much more fun they are right yeah they always look more fun so i uh i fired up four and quickly started to realize this game is way more than just a arcade racer like there's so much going on in this game where it was a little overwhelming at first but as i started to get comfy and level up and things like that and people are like oh well the game really actually kind of opens up once you hit level 20. And i was like what is it but they didn't explain it to me and i was like what does that mean level 20 like what do you mean open up more i'm in great britain it's an open world i can go hunt for you know hidden hidden um uh barns in in the middle of nowhere that have uh and once i find them i get uh classic cars unlocked and things like that i can go do um speed traps off-road racing on-road racing all sorts of different things uh throughout the world i was like this is cool and then I hit level 20 and joined what they call the horizon roster where the game literally converts to bring you online so like before i was playing and it's like yeah i had drive avatars they call them which are like it show you say racing mm -hmm. i was racing against you all the all the npcs are, are labeled as my friends yeah so that way like it's a little just a little bit more fun to sit there and knock you off the road instead of just some random robot that seems malicious okay. yeah but you know you, you get what i'm saying you get what i'm throwing down there um but at level 20 it literally opens you up into 
a whole nother level of Forza Horizon where everything's online. There's limited time events, you know, similar to like Destiny. So like this game is kind of like a an MMO racer, and it's surprisingly like um like it's fun. It's just fun, relaxing. Like I I generally uh, end my stream and calm down, relax before I go to bed with some with a little bit of Forza Horizon, and I think I'm a level like 39 now. I have some. I've bought the DLC because they had the Lego. Yeah, the Lego pack was is super cool from what I've played so far. A lot of fun, and then I also. But it's not as good as Lego Racers. Just admit it. <laughs> and then I also, Lego Racers is legit. And then I also picked up the um, the well, the ultimate bundle because it was half off right now because of all the sales going on. So for twenty five bucks, I got all the other DLC, all the the car pass and everything. So I unlocked like an additional like forty cars, and. Um, I'm set up to go to uh, Fortune Island, which is a whole nother like area on the map that gives me even more um, places to explore. And then I haven't played it yet, but then there's Eliminator, which is uh, which is what I talked about earlier. It's the Battle Royale car game where 100 cars drop in and you're racing to stay out of the storm that's closing down. And every time you see a car, you like honk your horn to challenge them. And then it creates a point on the map. That you and that car have to race to, and whoever gets there first wins. And the next, that car, the other car gets knocked out. That sounds really fun. Yeah, and looks crazy. I've been asking some people about it that uh, I've met through the Forza community now, because that's another really cool thing is that the community seems very friendly and willing to teach. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said it's a lot of fun. But the cool, the other cool thing about this game is the integration, and why other games aren't doing this yet, I don't know. But the integration to Mixer, so. If I watch someone play Forza, I gain influence, which is what levels me up in the game. And the next time I log into the game, it gives me that influence. If I stream it, I get influence. So they've literally linked it to Mixer now, where I actually have a Mixer leveler in the game, where the more and more stuff that I do revolving around Mixer, the more I I level up my Mixer level within the game. And I unlock cool things like I can wear a a Mixer hat on my my car driver now. I can wear a Mixer t-shirt. But at the same time, it, it actually helps me level up my my character, my whatever you want to call it. I guess that there's a character involved. So my character, Grimlock, Mm -hmm. um, just by involving Mixer more. Nice. So another way to integrate streaming and make it make it pay out a little bit more. It makes sense for yeah. Microsoft to integrate more of their first-party games, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Shout-out to uh, KB Curious as well. He's one of the uh, top, like, top uh, Forza players in the world right now. Then how uh, Sean Flack introduced me to him, how it all happened, I don't know. But uh, he all the graphics that you see on my cars and stuff when I'm streaming were all made by him. Didn't oh, wow. A- didn't ask him. He just said, hey, go here and look this up and search Grimlock. You're going to find something that you like. Wow. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. That's pretty dope. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that's my gaming moment of the week. And um, we always like to hear what you guys are up to. You do that in the Discord. So go to gameslowmedia.com, click on that community tab, and join the Discord for free. Hang out with us every day, and uh, we can talk about gaming. You could find people to game with, and we can talk about anything else. It's all happening in the Discord. 
Do we have anything else? You got a couple plugs you want? Yeah. So if you are enjoying listening to the GameZilla podcast, don't forget that there are other great shows available for you as part of the GameZilla Media Network. So if you swing by GameZillaMedia.com, you'll see a list of all the shows, but it includes Noiseland Arcade, our Simpsons podcast, Legend of Retro, which is our classic gaming podcast, Noobs and Dragons, it's our tabletop storytelling podcast, and the Last Action podcast, all about action movies and... um, also, again, if you enjoyed this show or any of those shows, please consider uh, making us a part of your 2020 budget by uh, sending us a few bucks a month uh, on Patreon, patreon.com slash gamesdillamedia. Every dollar helps, and your patronage can start at just $1 a month, but $5 a month gives you exclusive access to shows not available anywhere else from the Games of the Media team. Yeah. So thanks again for hanging out on episode 293 of the Games Little Podcast, our last episode of 2019. We will see everybody. Last show ever. Last show ever. Maybe. But we will maybe see you new in 2020 here. Probably going to see you in 2020. Let's be honest. We got nothing better to do. But yeah. True. You got me. <laughs> but anyways, thanks for an amazing year, everybody. Monday is now bowling night. <laughs> thanks for the amazing year, everybody. We appreciate all the support from Patreon, from from just hanging out here on Mixer when we launched on Mixer, and, and all the support in the Discord and, and everywhere. We we really we love y'all. It's been it's been a lot of fun. We're excited to take it in 2020 and and turn it up a notch for you. So thanks again. Remember. We are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game on. Crab Rave!